This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Hello, and welcome to Flourish with me, Tiffany Boyd. This is a podcast where we explore what it means to live with intention. I'm a mom to three beautiful boys, a wife, a friend, an entrepreneur, and so many other things. When my dad passed, I made a commitment to myself to live with intention. For years afterwards, I struggled with discovering what that meant. I felt uncomfortable giving myself permission or even figuring out how to honor that. What I do know and believe is that where attention goes, energy flows. This show will explore what it means to live with intention, seek to inspire you, and bring practical tools through stories and interviews that you can use to change your own life. Thank you for joining me and this wonderful community of women as we raise our vibration, honor ourselves, and live intentionally. where we explore what it means to live with intention. Now, if you've read the introduction or the the bio for the podcast, one of the things I talk about is this notion of sisterhood that is becoming increasingly important and of interest to me of late. And I don't think I'm alone in it. So as I record the podcast, it's uh, the day past International Women's Day which was yesterday, March 8th, which is also my middle son's birthday. And I laid with him last night until he fell asleep, and it was so sweet. He reached out and held my hand and actually kind of rubbed the top of my hand with his thumb as he fell asleep, his little cheek on my shoulder, his breath on my cheek, and it was the sweetest thing. And as I was laying there reflecting about this notion of International Women's Day and what it means and thinking about the posts that I'd seen and read throughout the day, I had so many mixed feelings and none of them negative per se, but just about what does this mean for me and what do I want it to mean for this world? And I think for me, this concept of divine femininity. If you've been listening to the podcast, you've probably noticed that it's coming up a lot and it does seem to be coming up a lot for me lately. And not just for me, it's, it's for me in how I'm looking at things. It's in some of the research that I'm doing historically, um, and even currently in terms of, of what that means, but also I'm noticing it come up in conversation or in podcasts I'm listening to. And I think that's always some insight When you're seeing a theme repeat and you're seeing, you know, the same concepts repeat and come up from various different sources, it's something to pay attention to. And so when I think about International Women's Day, I think about the women's movement and this effort to move towards equality, which is critical, not just for women, but for everyone, including women. And I think... One of the things that I've struggled with, and I've talked a little bit about this in the past, is this idea of identity. 
because as soon as we start to identify very strongly with something, we inadvertently create a bit of divisiveness in terms of difference, different from, and then you end up in this space sometimes of then trying to find middle ground between all of these different things or ways of being. And don't get me wrong, I know there are many of people who identify very strongly with various things, whether it is their race or their gender or their culture or their religion, and I don't mean to be disrespectful to any of that. But what I think is happening for me is this more layered and nuanced way of looking at things. And if I take the concept of International Women's Day and start to look at it in a nuanced way, I start to think about what the divine feminine means and how we can start to embrace that more. Because the women's movement is about women, but it's bigger than that. It's about men being able to express their divine femininity and show up. It's about fluidity in gender. And it works really well and really neatly when we can compartmentalize people and things into boxes. And I think what's happening increasingly is that's becoming less possible. And the other piece that I want to ensure is always the case is that it's not about demonizing something else to move a particular cause forward. And I don't think anyone means this. I don't get the sense in any of the posts that I read, but I think it bears saying, or even in any of the sentiments I've heard anyone share. Um, but it's not that men are bad. But I think what's happened is that a, our patriarchal society has created this toxic masculinity, which has been rewarded over time. And so you see these traditional male ways of being in the world, which are, you know, assertive is often the language we use when it comes to men or aggressive if we use the language for women. And I've certainly bumped into it. I know um, early on working in leadership roles in my career, there was kind of this push to say, you know, you need to do it differently. You need to step up. You need to be more assertive. You need to be you know, a woman that behaves like a man in a man's world if you want to show up to the table. And I didn't have the language or the understanding to be able to articulate exactly why, but I bucked against it and I thought, no, that's a way of doing it that may work for some people. But if fundamentally changing who I am is what is required to quote, end quote, succeed then that isn't success in my books. And as I have examined this concept of leadership or this concept of success or this concept of motherhood or you know, how to support and raise kind people as a mother of three boys and thinking about the responsibility that comes with that to you know, support very conscious thoughtful, caring, compassionate, compassionate, respectful humans, I've thought a lot about how much I also want to ensure that I honor the divine masculine and that it doesn't get confused or misconstrued with what I would deem as toxic masculinity in patriarchy. 
And the other piece that I've been examining that I don't think we talk about enough is how, as women, we treat one another. Because sometimes the most toxic and, uh, I guess, just poisonous relationships or even treatment comes at the hands of other women. And this is not a judgment. And I always try to understand things. And if you consider this notion of patriarchy, which has been indoctrinated into society for some time, it has been necessary over, you know, millennia for women to survive to almost put themselves in a position of more attractive, better than, so that you can attract and hold on to a mate who then will keep you secure and safe. And particularly in Western culture, where we've moved away from this notion of living in a village, where the women worked together to support one another, to raise their kids, to cook the food, to fetch the water, to deal with the, you know, the garden and sick kids. We now do everything alone. And then you layer social media on top of that. And you can understand how it would become very easy for people to become competitive and jealous and toxic. And I don't think anybody feels good when they're in that place. And I think it's one thing that I have decided to become very intentional and conscious about to catch in myself when it happens. And I think it happens in all of us. I think we can all think of moments where, you know, (laughs) we're either gossiping or trying to create some cognitive dissonance to put someone else down to make ourselves feel better. You think about those mean girl scenarios in high school, which carry on sometimes into the workplace. And I think one of the places where we have the greatest control and opportunity to start to progress the quote-unquote women's movement and to embrace this divine femininity is to start to honor it in our relationships with one another. And it is uncomfortable and different and vulnerable. And it also feels so great. And I'm noticing this shift that feels so lovely, this sisterhood, which is healing hundreds of years of hurt and pain and rift. You think about the witch trials where women had to basically, you know, tell, that's the wrong language, but uh, reveal or share a story about someone else to save themselves and claim them as a witch and put them to their death in order to survive and to carry on. There have been horrible things that have happened throughout history that have pulled women away from that divine nature, that divine connection, that softness, that love, that empathy that I think about as we start to shift that in our relationships with one another, what a change that will create in the world. And the beautiful thing is it's something that we have complete power, control, and sovereignty to do today, right now, in every interaction we, we move forward. We can create safety for one another. We can create safety for the expression of the divine feminine within men and boys. We can create safety for the expression and respect 
for the divine masculine and understand that it's a balance and that we should all and do all possess both and neither is bad and that either or thinking is both divisive and harmful and it's time to think either and something else. And so I just wanted to share these reflections on how we can choose to take this movement a layer deeper and own it somewhat differently to start to shift the consciousness around this. And the really beautiful thing, and I've talked about this before, is that as you raise your consciousness, you raise the consciousness of the collective. And I think most of you probably have heard of the hundredth monkey effect. When you start, when you hit a certain critical mass, a fundamental shift happens for everyone. And so as we start to choose to show up differently, as we start to consciously choose to raise our consciousness, to intentionally start to act differently, to embrace the divine feminine, and to address these shadow parts, we start to change the world, literally. And it doesn't take necessarily massive movements. It happens through micro moments throughout the day and how we're choosing to think about things and how we're choosing to interact and how we're choosing to show up for ourselves and one another. Mm. And with that comes the healing of that shadow side, you know, the shadow side that expresses itself as jealousy, the shadow side that is the ego trying to keep you safe because evolution would say that living in a patriarchal society, the safest thing you can do is elevate yourself among others so that you are better than instead of looking at, you know, um, safety in numbers and support and love and connection and community, you risk your chance at, you know, landing the alpha male that is going to protect you. And that isn't the world we live in anymore unless we continue to propagate it, unless we continue to instill those beliefs and manifest them into reality that shadow work for healing is a real thing there's an inner child a little inner girl that you know either whether it's through the collective experience the epigenetics the actual genetic expression and the trauma that's encoded from years and years and years and generations of uh, toxic patriarchy or whether it's past life trauma where you've lived this it's there. And so as you start to raise and rise, you must also heal those parts of yourself so that you can create more space for the light, so that you can create more space for the expression of the divine feminine. And as we do that, I truly, I'm seeing it in my own life. I'm seeing it mirrored back to me as I'm able to create more space and heal more wounds and show up differently. I'm seeing this beautiful expression in the women around me as well. And it's not that I'm doing it. That's not what I mean. But I'm starting to raise my consciousness to a space where I can receive it. And so it's coming. And it's truly wonderful. So I share this today because I wanted to reflect on and share some of the things that have been coming to mind for me uh, as a, particularly as a mom, and I'm thinking about this and thinking about how I want to show up for my sons and how, you know, it, it's not just about being a woman, it's about how we show up in the world and 
How do we do that? How do we progress a movement without creating more divisiveness? Because I think ultimately that's the goal. So I hope everyone has had a, and is having a great week. I am interested to hear what your thoughts are on this. So please do reach out and share. I also just want to say hi and thank you to the growing listeners internationally, uh, particularly in the United States and in Australia and Germany seems to be the areas where it's the podcast is growing the most. I know there are many in Canada and other places like the UK and elsewhere throughout the world. Hello, I see you. Thank you for being here. As always, I hope you're flourishing Let it shine, let it shine